0: Three, two, two, one, one. one. <laughs> right. yeah. No, nice. if you listen to the podcast, you think that we were recording just now and we didn't mean to. No, no, no. That was on purpose. Go ahead, rewind and watch our awesome three-person high five. That, that With that said, cool. Dayton, what's the introduction? Awesome. Yo, 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 Fit Pros. What's up? Welcome back to the DTF Podcast,
1: Down to Fitness, where we turn personal trainers into fitness professionals. We are your host, Dayton McPherson. Kyle Radoon. On today's episode, we have a special guest, Kyle Powers. One of my former employees used to work with uh, Kyle and I at Health So welcome to the podcast, Kyle Powers. Very nice to have you here. This is going to get confusing. We got two Kyle, so we're going to go powers and Radoon today. All right. Thank, All right. you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank that you. That was awesome. going
0: to be I know it'll mess me yes. up the whole time. Oh, yeah. It'll screw Absolutely. me up
1: too. <laughs> you guys have special names in my phone, but we won't go over that today on the podcast. <laughs>
0: Well, definitely not mine. You can yeah, no, yeah. Um, well, let's go. Let's uh, real quick, Kyle. I haven't seen you in a little while. So uh, this is a nice time to catch up with you. The last time we were together uh, was the height of COVID. And we were playing uh, Endless Call of Duty, thinking that, you know, any day we were going back to
2: work. Uh, so what's what's new in your life? absolutely nothing i'm still playing call (laughs) of duty no (laughs) no that is uh that's a lie it's it's mainly destiny and the brand new star wars game that just came out but i just i just bought my copy last night Oh, Oh, dude anyhow we're not going to start on that one uh actually a lot has changed then um let's see in 21 my wife and i had this genius idea to move halfway across the country to michigan uh we just kind of closed our eyes and said that place and we ended up in Kalamazoo because it's like the best name ever I didn't um, even know that was a wait, real you, place. Picked it, you picked it by the name no Did no you know so, anything no. about it no 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 no, no so my there, right? my uh s- my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law live out here and they live in like a small town um right outside of here and so I was like oh maybe that town and then I was like nope the town right north of them because it sounds like a Dr. Seuss book Sle- <laughs> like come on tell me like one of the books was it what to do in Kalamazoo done yeah, yeah. Uh, i think if it, Anywho, did exist, if it didn't write it you right should now. write that yeah there we go uh see and then we had a wee baby about 11 months ago Ooh, so congratulations that thank awesome. you very much thank you very much it has been the most amazingly terrible decision i've made or the most terrifying amazing decision uh ever depending and on what day it is no it's just the exact same every single day like <laughs> no uh but yeah we, we say it jokingly and i'll do my best to keep cliches at a minimum because i absolutely despise them but it, it really is it was like the craziest most amazing thing to happen and that like will happen is just that like you think oh no it's not gonna be i'm gonna be that cool dad who like doesn't care and then like the doctor's like here and you're like for like ever. Just now that's what awesome. I don't know what to do with my hands. Anyways, <laughs> uh, that's like the bullet points of what's new. Other than that, it's just video games and training and trying to keep it together. Oh, nice. Well, oh, that's awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is awesome. Um
1: so let's talk oh, about oh. how Kyle and I, Powers, uh, met and how he started working for Health Tracks. Uh, so let's start with how you got into training before you started at Health Tracks with us, Powers. So, how, how did you get started in personal training in
2: the industry? All thanks to my father. So, I got into the personal training industry. Let's see, going way back, I guess. Minor note that I'm sure we'll probably get into a little bit later. I have very specific um, health issues and health concerns that make holding normal jobs or at least jobs that I wanted. um, Darn near impossible. Uh, The jobs that I wanted to do was join the United States Marine Corps. Sorry. They can't have someone who just sometimes has seizures. I wanted that. And, but I also went to school to be a machinist. Can't do that. Uh, But I also realized that training, Fitness, just working out, just going to the gym kept me at better health, at better, just better, not just better shape, but everything was much better working out. And I just kind of hit a crossroads where it's like every job I have, I either can't have, I lose. Um, It's very difficult. Um, I really didn't know what to do. And just not safety for myself, but safety for my uh, coworkers as well. Like, you know, I can't like fall down onto the ground and the machine goes and it's going to crash and blow up. Um, and then my dad was just, "Will you work out a lot. Why not just be a trainer? You seem to know what you're doing. And I was like, yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. That's God's honest truth. how I got into it. Like yeah. I didn't wake up and always have this dream to be a trainer. It's just, my father was actually able to just put two and two together. And I said, let's go for it. And yeah, I went to, uh, I went to a, uh, career college, got my NASM CPT in 2015. Yeah, yeah. 15. About and right. then just kind of went from there to see what I could make of myself in the industry.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So uh, I want to back you up a little bit there because you did drop the, uh, the seizure thing just kind of casually there. Uh, we didn't necessarily preface that with today's episode, uh, but one of the biggest reasons why we wanted to have you on is mm-hmm. you've overcome quite a bit of adversity to become a great, successful trainer. Um, And we know this industry, it's hard to become a trainer. It's hard to even harder to become successful uh, when, you know, you don't have the cards stacked against you. And you kind of, as you were just saying, like some of these new challenges came up. Tell us backstory a little bit about uh, kind of the narcolepsy epilepsy that you deal with. Oh, gosh, where do we start? um (laughs) (laughs) all right two hour episode coming (laughs) after pretty
2: much everyone get ready for a marathon uh no so Uh, the very first i guess spark noting the very first one uh it was freshman year high school i want to say um spring break wednesday middle of the week and hanging out with friends we were like at the beach and having a good time with my brothers like later in the day it's just us hanging out and I tell my brothers, hey, I'm going to get something to eat. You want anything? He goes, no. And my brother just kind of looks at me through the window because he sees me kind of move quick. And I just hit the ground. We had no clue what was going on. Now, it might be like, just to clear the air, there was no drugs, no alcohol, none of that kind of stuff. They would be like, oh, he just, out of nowhere, he just hit the ground. And so my brothers panicked. They were like, what's going on? We didn't know. They actually thought I was having a stroke, <laughs> which oh, is like how geez. bad it was. The first one was bad um but then it was like within a couple of hours i was this normal uh talking completely fine could stand on my own two feet and all that other jazz we didn't know what happened and then it just kind of kept getting worse and worse and worse i mean eegs ekgs you name the test the doctor that i've seen we didn't know what it was it went from it could You could actually, like, my dad said you could set a watch by it. It was, like, three weeks to the day every single time. Every, every single time. And then it went to, like, four or five a week. Oh, wow. To where, like, out of, like, a five-day school week, I was taken out by ambulance, like, three or four times. Wow. Yeah, and, like, and that really, really sucks. Like, I definitely not – I know there's people out there who have it much worse than me. Absolutely, and it's nothing short. But still, that was – uh Pretty tough, right? Those pivotal moments of your life, you know, high school, body's changing life, what are you going to do? We were just like, you know what? I'm going to have some seizures while I'm at it. Why not? Yeah. It Where the wasn't... most
1: important thing starts to be just making it through each week, you know? Dude, it hard. was
2: literally class to class. Ugh. It was just, Ugh. I would be on my bus. It's happened, like, on the bus going to school at, like, 7 a.m., homeroom, any class, like, walking to the bus, I Bam, went down to the concrete. That was fun. Running around the track in high school. I literally, scar- thank God, because this whole side of my face was like, you see the Punisher afterwards with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I made uh, him look like a darn Ken doll. Anyhow. So
0: yeah. So, you know, obviously, um, so you mentioned your, some of the jobs that you wanted, uh, Marines machinist. Yeah. You uh, definitely take you out of some of those opportunities. Uh, then you want to become a trainer. Uh, now, you went and did you work anywhere else before health tracks? Give us a little background on like what it was like to become a trainer.
2: I did. I did. So the very first gym that I worked at was a bit ways away from me. So it was about an hour or so away. Well, also with all these, I can't drive. I've never been able to drive. So I had to always rely on public transportation or friends and family to get me where I need to go. So I was like on the train. Super early in the morning to have my first client for like 5 a.m., doing like the 5 a.m. grind. Um, And things were going okay. It was a very interesting adjustment to make. Um, And in the beginning, they were super helpful, super understanding with, uh, you know, same things. Oh, we work with people with problems all the time. I'm like, not like this. Um, (laughs) So, And they were, they were, my, my managers were incredibly understanding. They were super helpful until the fateful day came when they realized like how serious my condition was. Like it wasn't just, Oh, I just kind of take a nap a little bit. Like it was to the point where most of the time they were so severe, I would wake up and have complete amnesia not know what to do where I am. I didn't know who I was, let alone where I was. And it's just not pretty. And so with that, Restrictions were put in place for my safety, other people's safety. So I was a trainer. I was bumped to front desk. Front desk, I was allowed to be a trainer again. And then it was just a lot of back and forth because they really didn't know what to do with me. Um, So needless to say, things get difficult with doing that when they're just kind of moving you around. Because it's not like I was an insubordinate employee. Um, or like a bad employee, I was a sick employee, and they were just kind of moving me around and placing me in however it was. And then after about a year, year and a half of working for them, uh, they were pretty sure they found a way to legally let me go because of my health conditions. Because you can't just outright say, hey, bud, you can't work here anymore because you have seizures. Like, I'm pretty sure that's like in like the top five most illegal things you can do yeah can't do that and yeah yeah, so they just found a way to just kind of wean me out of the system and uh so it was actually pretty funny it was a little time after me working at health tracks one of my friends messaged me and said you're still in the system i had been working for health tracks for like almost a year at this point i was still in the system at at the other gym at that first gym oh wow yeah it was funny they just let me go yeah that was fun Kind of
1: like kept you on in the background, but just let you go exactly. Yeah. Just in case I'm like,
2: hmm, you guys fired me? No, we didn't. You're still on pay. Nope. Just,
0: yeah, well, you, you stopped showing up, right? No. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You stopped what, showing what up. I, so you yeah. no call, no show. So if anything, yeah. you owe us. Yeah. So let's let's turn this story around a little bit. So now, right, mm-hmm. you have a very bad experience trying to be a trainer at uh, another another uh, business, mm-hmm. and you walk into Dayton's facility. Uh, for your interview Mm -hmm. and this is this is where the story gets fun right Right. so by the way i had no
1: idea when kyle came in about his medical conditions and we'll talk about that in a second when we interview together so kyle how did your first interaction with me go
0: well
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh man take a drink first yeah all kidding aside it was, and I'm not saying this just because you're here and we're going to do all the niceties and things like that. It was arguably one of the uh, best and most relaxed interviews I've had with the condition because, because of that, I started to see. And now in between working at that that facility and interviewing with you, there was a few months, but like countless interviews and whether people knew or they didn't know. Or me being the dummy that I was, I talked about it on the interviews, and I knew I was overqualified, if not qualified, uh, for the position, and I didn't get them because I'm a firm believer that like we don't want to deal with that. Well, so I kept that a secret. Sorry, um, <laughs> excuse me, uh, but just with that 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 topic of that situation didn't even come up. Didn't have a chance to come up. It was one of the most relaxed, easygoing, um, comfortable interviews. I think I have had. Honestly. So
1: so when I typically do interviews for those directors and managers out there, I usually don't have a list of questions. I looked at Kyle and I just talked to him. Why, why do you want a job here? Like, tell me about your hobbies. Tell me about your interests. Why do you like personal training people? I'm, I'm not trying to ask him about his his schedule needs. I'm not trying to see what his certifications are. Can I talk to Kyle for 10 minutes, powers, and he is engaging. He looks me in the eye. He can actually speak very well. Do I want to listen to what he has to say? Because regardless of whether or not he was a good trainer, I can teach him how to be a good trainer. I can't teach him to have those Intangibles where I actually want to interact with him. So that's typically what I do in an interview process. So Kyle's right. It's pretty relaxed the most first time that I do an interview. And I usually do two or three interviews, but I believe that we only did one, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just did one. And I think that you did bring it up to me when you came in and signed your new hire paperwork, though. Yeah.
2: Because you're, because already I, because you gave me the papers first. That's my little, ace in the uh ace yeah. up the sleeve is that once i signed the papers you can't fire me now so <laughs> I was like i think i went actually I like, yeah oh by the way i'm pretty sure i have seizures John. i i remember
1: i remember what it was like he signed his paperwork handed it in and he said oh by the way i have narcolepsy and epilepsy and i remember exactly what my response was okay
2: yeah like that, that, was, that, it. He that, just that got was it seriously your... i was like yeah, okay so, swear to swear to god scouts honor he just went all right, like he had the face, like yeah, and I have a nose, like yeah. no oh, okay. like- <laughs> I,
0: I want to dive into that just a little bit. I want to pick this apart just a hair. So, Dane, mm-hmm. not for one second he blindsided you with this. You didn't for one one second be like, oof, no, no, nope. Because I, I am honest, I I still think that I would have been like, I I don't necessarily know how to handle that. Like it would have been the first experience with it. So I think I still would have been nervous. Um. I mean, I think that's a fair thing to a fair reaction, right? I wasn't nervous until the (laughs) first time I actually saw him. Okay. So this is where it really starts to unfold when you actually realize like, hey, we're in the middle of training. He's handing a dumbbell over and
1: we have a seizure. But Kyle did a really good job of making sure that the exercises that he was doing with people weren't going to endanger him or them. And that was a conversation that we had in his monthly goal agreements is making sure in the beginning that we're not doing super heavy squats with people or bench press where they'll need a spotter because you know gosh forbid he has an episode and lands on them like he's not going to injure these people but and he knew that and you know he's an adult and he knew that to keep people safe and himself safe there were some changes that he would have to do with his programming and, and he knew that right away and the other reason why I didn't feel as though it was going to be a, a challenging thing, and, and sometimes it was, if I can be quite honest, was I had a really good team with me. You know, we, we can talk about everybody from the personal training staff to our general member, uh, sorry, general manager to our maintenance staff, Ben and and Leah and Fred and, and all of them. They, they were amazing with it. They understood and we did everything that we could to make the situation as best as we could to keep him safe and keep him comfortable when he did have some of those episodes and to tell clients and members when they would throw a fit about it to kindly kick rocks. And we, I did that quite frequently with people and I just put them in their place. Like there are a couple of clients that Kyle would have to cancel a couple minutes before that they would come in and we would try their best to put them with other people, other coaches, but unfortunately schedule sometimes just didn't work out. And when people would have that Interaction and be upset, I I would not stand for it. That made me that made me so mad that people were not understanding of the situation that Kyle was going through. Because again, he said it before, he was not a bad employee. He did everything that he was ever asked to do, above and beyond. This is out of his control and you're gonna hold this against him because it's out of his control. It's not like he's showing up 20 minutes late. It's not like he's canceling just cause he wants to. So I always had Kyle's back for, for that because people just didn't get it. And it made me mad. Oh, that's uh, a good
0: word. <laughs> I say really. Mad is a good word. I'm sure yeah. we would describe it in another way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that's, I mean, that's awesome. So Dan was there to really kind of support some of that process. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, Kyle, Now. What about from like a personal standpoint? Now, Dan kind has of spoke about how you would program a little differently. Mm-hmm. Like, what was, what's the thought process for you going into like a client? Like, how did you prepare maybe differently or, uh, you know, some of that programming to be different?
2: Um, all kind of in the very beginning, I had to completely relearn everything that I had already learned through school going through certification you kind of learn how to program your different movements how you should do this you, you learn how to program well now i have this other one i need to make it 100 safe there needs to be a ditch a bailout every single time i can't i need to take myself completely out of the equation to be that lifeline um so i still need to be able to build tremendous amount of strength with someone's legs like you said you know i need to find a way to do heavy squats with a client that takes the barbell if i don't have the safety like the big safety uh supports on a squat rack if i don't have those available like let's say like a like a rig at a crossfit gym i need to find a way to still deliver that or at least the first thing i have to teach that person is how to like bail out safely so all the safety um the uh (laughs) the the contingency plans need to be set in place first for every single client, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's Carol who just wants to play with her grandkids. And so I'm not, I'm not doing heavy back squats with her or if it's, you know, Johnny who wants to be starting linebacker for the Pats, like, okay, we need to get really strong. I need to find some way to still do all this. But it was uh, interesting to say the least to have to relearn and none of that, but like I had to kind of relearn and research it by myself because i was not in school anymore so i had yeah. to like
1: how do i do this there's no Set. specialty certification that says training with epilepsy and narcolepsy how to be exactly. a trainer which so. actually
2: fun funny story we learned not too long ago that i got to go to a tattoo artist and at least get like a line put through because it's not epilepsy that's fun um wait what yeah that's that's cool isn't it <laughs> it's not Ooh. epilepsy oh okay really yep, yep. what is it if it's you a don't con- mind it's a beautiful concoction Watch, where's my purse to just dump for a second? Uh, PTSD, ADHD, mild depression. Wow, really? Yeah, and that and that causes you to have, yes, exactly. So, my body doesn't. So, in a way, the doctor put it the nicest way that when I was a reckless teenager, I my body forgot how to be afraid or anxious because I was wildly reckless. Um, so as i got i have older. some of that
1: i'm i'm always anxious i need just a little little oh, piece of that for i'm back kind of... to it
2: <laughs> <laughs> on a different podcast on a different uh, conversation yeah. we can have uh, but um yes yeah, so it was like my body was learning how to process anxiety again or mm. just worry yep. and wow. not know what to do so when it does that it's just kind of like i don't know what to do i'm overwhelmed shut down okay like that's literally how it would happen. Wow. Um, like I said, then you mix um then you mix ADHD in there, apparently fairly severe, which was news to me, but apparently nobody else. Like I came home, hey, doctors are ADHD. My wife goes, yeah. yeah, checks out. You didn't know. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, so, so, so so having the difficulty to process and focus on something else makes the anxiety even more. So it's hmm. mainly mental health issues.
0: Oh wow, that's so. You, uh, we go through COVID, you leave health tracks. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where now beyond having date in there, actually, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. let's back up. One thing I actually just skipped over
2: at health tracks. You got mm-hmm. a dog. I did. <whistles> Stay up. Yes. Well, technically when I was working for the other place, I was in the process of getting the dog and yeah. And I got the dog while I was at health tracks. Mm-hmm.
0: I Cause I think the, the dog is really interesting. Cause the dog actually knows when you're about to have a seizure, so you can prepare and your client can prepare for what's about to come.
2: And I think yes. that's she, to me that when I heard that,
0: yeah, I she mean, is I, a godsend.
2: Yeah, to to save to, say to everybody. Least, yeah, yeah, it really Honestly. is because um a lot of people before they have seizures, doesn't matter if it's epileptic, non-epileptic whatever there's usually signs symptoms like people will they'll get a weird smell or a taste those auras headaches like the list goes on i had none of them i i've been mid-sentence with somebody bam and went down Mm -hmm. steel is my warning system and even that is astonishing because she what when she was trained through the company that we got her from it's very uh difficult and not really safe to train dogs to sense that because they would have to like induce the seizures and it's ethics comes into question um but the trainer was like the more you bond with her the more she'll know that something is wrong and it was 12 12 days after we got her Dayton, you were there for it the first time that there. she that she uh she sensed one. i was training oh. one of my clients and she starts acting weird like she's you know she's starting to act like an antsy dog like she's mm-hmm. being impatient like she's whining and pawing at me whatever i'm like what the heck is wrong with my dog like, she's like trying to pull him down like yeah literally, your, she was like pawing legs. at me was, on my like, right almost. side she's And so my client was like, yeah, no, I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then Dayton's like, is everything okay? I'm like, I don't know what's going on. He goes, yeah, no, don't worry. I got your client. See what's going on with the dog. Like it's like, I've had her for like less than two weeks. So I'm still learning the process of how to have a service dog. And um, so I bring her into the room and I get down to her level and she calms down a little bit more. She sits and she's just kind of like looking at me. And then the closer I got to the ground, the calmer she got. And so I was like. I'm looking down at her like what are you doing? So I'm completely down on the floor now she's laying across me like calm like she's about to go to sleep. And then at health tracks we had those curtains and I was in one of those offices and close the curtain you kind of pull the curtain back it's like everything everything okay? And I think my words to you were like I think she's doing a thing. And you were like
1: <laughs> okay.
2: All right, I'll be right back. <laughs> and then you went to tell my client I was just like hey something's going on we'll probably have to reschedule but I was like okay not a problem as long as he's okay as long as he's safe cool you come back and i'm out and i'm he's out. out and then she's there she's working herself under my head to be like my pillow to keep me safe it's she's important. licking my face she's licking my hands to like wake me up the whole nine so all None i did of was that.
1: sit down next to them and just waited for kyle to wake up yep and I mean, for that alone, and just making sure that he's safe and his client's safe, and that we have that like ten minute span to kind of like fire drill it, and be like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna train that person, Kyle. You go in this office to a point where we also had a cot at Health Tracks for Kyle to lay on when Steele would tell him that he was a- about to have an episode.
2: Shout and- out, Big Ben.
1: Big Ben with that cot in the back room. And and the staff was great. If any of the coaches were available, we would just go and sit with Kyle just to make sure that he was safe. It wasn't like he would have an episode and we'd be like, Kyle, Kyle, wake up. There she is. Little baby.
0: Hey. Hi, Here's
1: Steel. But, I mean, it, it's pretty amazing. And when she came on, again, we ran into some issues with uh, some members and not understanding that Steel was a service animal and we had to make sure that that you know we were holding them to that standard and you know that was the most important thing for us is that he was safe and so on and so forth and after kyle left health tracks moved to kalamazoo uh you know he started doing more personal training and you know i wanted to touch on a little bit with you know in your experience not only at health tracks and then also when you move to Let's talk about growing your business a little bit, because that's really what I like to touch on with coaches and talking to them being in the trenches. So you as a coach growing your personal training business, can you kind of walk us through what has helped you grow your business, any tips that you can give people, like anything at all that you would think would be important?
2: Cliche number one, honesty. Don't BS, don't sugarcoat it. Um, things like that. So you can't be a, so like I was for so long, was afraid of how people were going to judge me or depending on my health and conditions. It was like, well, if I have to hide who I really am from these people, I don't want to work with them and I don't want to deal with them. So just being upfront and honest, i learned that at health check too. I was right on our assessments before everything was going on. They're like, oh yeah, this is great. I want to work with you. And I was like, oh, by the way, the reason I have the dog is because sometimes this happens and just move from that one and if i it was completely fine I, I would tell the clients very upfront this is what it is these are the possibilities we have contingencies in place but if that's not what you want i can give you another recommendation of another trainer to work with because but if you want to work with me that's kind of what comes along with it like right. you have things for you that come along with you this is what comes along with me so just being upfront and honest and not being afraid of um to to hear those notes to hear those people being like yeah, sorry, I'm a little uncomfortable with that. Like, you know, just like had, however Dune had said earlier, like it's totally fine for you to be like on edge because you don't know. Like, it's totally fine. It, yeah, it's a scary thing. It's not like, oh, sometimes my eye twitches. No, it's like I lose consciousness and fall to the ground. Like, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. Now, did you,
0: I mean, does it happen often where people are like, ooh, that's a deal breaker for me? Or like, because I would think <laughs> that most people, I would think would be like, oh yeah, no worries.
2: But like, mm-hmm. do people really say no? um not getting too personal but it happened more when i was on the dating scene than with clients yep. <laughs> i'm I'm yeah. completely serious like if like the relationship was getting serious i kind of say it and they're like all right cool peace there's the door um but with clients because i told them listen there's contingencies there's other trainers there's other coaches like i trust so and so like this is what we have set in place there was very few i want honestly my entire time at health tracks, was two years a little over two years i think um I think four people said, I'm not really comfortable with that. I think just four. Um, Everybody else said, yeah, I'm okay with that. And other people said, yeah, I was okay with that. Maybe three were pains in the butt who like just lied and like Dayton had said earlier, like they were inconvenienced by my health. I think only like three maybe mm-hmm. were actually like that.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, But for the most part, everyone was very open, very uh, understanding. I think just because of that honesty, it's just that, Don't be ashamed of what it is. If you have some type of an adversity like that, you got to just own it and it will be for the better. Now I'm glad you said it. Cause I think that's what it is. I think the shift for you is
0: just that being straightforward and kind of setting the expectation. Like we talk about it in sales all the time, setting the expectation. This really isn't all that different is know what you're getting into.
2: Exactly. Exactly. That's the biggest thing.
1: So I'm going to do a shameless plug here for myself when so wow. when you would meet with kyle and i or when you did the workshop um what were some of your biggest takeaways that maybe you use in the beginning you still use now from building your business training being a professional like what were some of your biggest takeaways oh, gosh
2: everything yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You mean, like name crap like no yeah. s- seriously no. i cannot uh biggest takeaways from working with you guys i think it was just that just Exactly what we said which was that's one thing I learned from both of you more or less was just set that bar set the expectations so there's no surprises like that's exactly what you have to do because to put in an honest day's work honest is the first thing right there if someone's going to come to you with their problems with their uh, their adversities he goes hey, yeah oh I want to lose all this weight but. I have a brain aneurysm, I have thyroid problems, I got a prosthetic leg, like and they name all these things cool. Like I can work with that. Like if you don't mm. tell me that you have a brain aneurysm, I got to know that. Like mm. just like I have to set the expectations um from them. But not only that, but just also the confidence. The difference between the cocky and the confidence is just having that confidence like I am not the best trainer in the world. I am the best trainer for you. It doesn't matter what's wrong with me. I promise you I am the best trainer no matter what's wrong with me is owning that and just knowing that moving forward um, from there with the clients. And then even the ones who don't – who said no and I want to work with that, there was that level of respect because of that. They were just like I don't but I know people who aren't afraid of that and I'll send them your way. But for me, thanks for no thanks.
1: <laughs> uh, wow but there's that honesty thing again which is great yeah.
2: has to be past has to be because you just lie to yourself you're lying to everybody else and then eventually you're going to get caught in the lie and then it's just never good yeah. yeah there's no way back out of it right no god no
1: so i got one more thing maybe before we wrap this episode up unless you had anything we're doing kyle powers where do you go from here what what's your end goal in the next 10 years like what what do you want to be doing
2: surviving that's about it (laughs) No, (laughs) no it's um if there's one thing also that i've learned uh is that yes we've said all these inspiring things but there's still pretty rough people out there and um i think i'm done with working for people So within the next 10 years, it's, you know, I need to explain myself, my adversities to my boss and then to my clients and so on and so forth. I want to do it just to my clients. So I'm sick and tired of breaking my chops and my stones and doing all this. It's not just the hard work of like going home and writing a workouts. I have to go home, write workouts and not have seizures while doing it. I'm sick and tired of doing that extra work for somebody else to make more money than me. So going out on my own. I know this isn't an actual fix, but if you want to move
0: down here to sunny Florida, I'll give you a gym. You could be the GM. You could do all the hiring. You only have to report to me, and I promise I don't give a shit.
2: No other shameless plugs here. Not dumping purses out, but the reason why my wife and I didn't move to the south is she has a lung condition, and Florida would literally kill her. (sighs) Literally kill her. The humidity. I would. I would, have, would, I see, would have loved she... to have you. I would have made
0: you the face of my facility. You
1: guys can just call it Kyle's Gym. The two Kyles, exactly. Do, do, do,
0: do. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs> or we'll I have got to another joke Kyle there, to, but we'll leave it. Yeah. Kyle, Texas, has the uh, the meeting of the Kyles that we'll have. Yeah,
2: have. I saw that. Okay. So what if it's like that meeting with the Josh, what was that thing? Like Josh or whatever it was, you know, that guy sent out that massive Facebook message So like yep. everyone named Josh come here. We're going to fight. And whoever wins is that like, is that what it's going to be? Cause uh, I'll no, go cause think, for bear. I mean,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm scared of people named Kyle. Ultimately. You guys are just going to be crushing
2: monster energy drinks, <laughs> just shotgunning monsters and crash <laughs> them on our heads. When then, Kyle man.
0: became a meme, I was like, all right, oh, this okay. is it. I've had enough. Good thing. There's only one Dayton. There is,
2: yeah, but there's a Doug, Stacy, Dalton, yeah. Draxton. Oh, yeah. we, we've never
0: talked about that, and that <laughs> is an inside joke for no one to know yet. Uh, yeah, All right, we'll talk about I'm it. wrapping it up there. Hey, Kyle, thank you for coming on. Uh, it was great to chat with you again. We'll have to catch up on some Call of Duty soon. Hey. Oh yeah, oh yeah, where are we <laughs> dropping, boys?
2: It was Good great. Thanks go. for having me, guys.
0: Hey, thanks, man. I appreciate you sharing. You know,
1: some some powerful stuff and some some hard stuff for you too. But I think it's important for people to know out there that, you know, as bad as you might think that it is, you can always overcome something like you have and we wish you nothing but success and we'll see you soon, buddy.
2: Thank you very much. See you guys soon.
1: Thanks.